When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From roommates to co-hosts. This is the Back Check with Brendan Azov and Stefan Rosner, your go-to destination for New York hockey and NHL news. And now it's time to drop the puck. Here are your hosts, Brendan Azov and Stefan Rosner. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 32 of The Backcheck. Brendan and Stefan here, as always. And this episode is going to be an absolute heater because for the first time in a long time, I have a lot to get off my chest in regards to what transpired on Monday night between Tom Wilson and the New York Rangers. But first, how are you doing today, buddy? I know you're going through some stuff after getting your second dose of the vaccination. How am I doing? I feel like um, Panarin. I really do. I am just, I woke up this morning and then said, nah, I'm not doing this. And I went back to sleep and I just woke up to record this. And I probably will go back to sleep after we're done recording this because I, I really feel like I got hit by a train. Like that's what I feel like right now. And it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, it's a small, it's a small thing I have to deal with to have a vaccine. I'll take it every single time, but boy, this, this is tough. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love how your hibernation schedule is still includes time to record this show because that's how important it is to Stefan Rosner over there, everybody. But on this episode, we got Doug Smith, the man that Goon, the movie is based around coming on. He's going to talk about the Tom Wilson incident with us, talk about his opinion of it, what he would have done if he was on the ice. And then we have big news to announce too, because on Friday, who's joining us, Stefan, for an interview that will be played on next week's episode? Mr. Rob Shrimp, former Islander, NHLer. He now plays in Latvia still, and he's he decided that he wanted to come on when he spoke to him, and it's going to be it's going to be real fun to pick his brain. I remember the goal he scored where he caught it in midair, dropped it, and whacked it in. I will never forget that goal. I don't remember what year it was. I was young, but, boy, that was probably the sickest goal I've ever seen scored baseball style in my life. Yeah, that was some crazy goal. And that's what, like, 
that was the initial hand-eye coordination goal, right? Now we see it almost every day. We become numb to it, but he kicked it off with a bang there, and that's that was so crazy to see. But he'll be on for an interview. We're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to the one with Doug Smith today. And before we dive into what transpired on Monday, I do want to send my condolences to TJ Oshie and his family for his father passing away. Obviously, we all saw when the Capitals won the Cup how important it was to him and his dad to have that moment. It's unfortunate that, you know, time takes a toll on everybody, but he'll be in the lineup tonight, and I expect a big game from him in honor of his father. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard one bad thing about Oshie. You can say whatever you want about Wilson. You can say, I mean, TJ Oshie's Captain America, what he did with Team USA there, the shootout, he just kept going 5 hole, and then he wins the Cup, and that special moment he had with his dad. And the post, I'll never forget the post-game interview when he was talking about his dad, and he said, you know, my dad doesn't remember much now, but he'll never forget this. And it's just yeah. just one of those things that I'm so happy that his dad was able to see him win a cup, let alone see him play in the NHL and live out his dream because I'm pretty sure Oshie's dad coached him all the way up. He called him Coach Oshie. So tough, but yes, we do send our condolences to him and his family. Definitely. So before I go on my little bit of a, a tangent here, I want to get your opinion on what happened. We all saw the incident by now. I mean, Rangers fan or not, everyone's seen it. It's circulated throughout the hockey community. We had There were some mixed opinions, but I would say – a large majority of people were calling for Tom Wilson to get suspended. NHL Department of Player Safety, led by George Paris, did not see it that way. Levied a $5,000 fine, which is the maximum allowable. So I know it seems like a small amount, but that is the maximum fine they could give for a roughing penalty. Not for what he did to Panarin, but for his punch to the back of Buchnevich's head. And it's a little bit questionable. Lundqvist got the same exact fine for spraying Sidney Crosby with a water bottle back a couple of years ago. So if you're telling me what Wilson did is of the same caliber of punishment of getting sprayed by a water bottle, I feel like the NHL might have to revamp their player safety protocols a tiny bit. Well, I personally believe that George Paris is a freaking moron. And, you know, you watch the replay, and for me, I still believe that the hit on Buchnevich was worse because him and Panarin are wrestling, and yes, Panarin, I'm pretty sure he's headed to the ice, right? But they're wrestling. Panarin did jump Wilson, which, again, completely understand. He should have done that. And Wilson and him are f- fighting it out, and Panarin's undermatched. But the punch to Buchnevich's head while he's on the rink, and I mean, he could have paralyzed him. Let's be real. Tom Wilson, it's not like, oh, we just barely touched him. No. Buchnevich, it's not about the punch. It's about where Buchnevich is laying on the rink. That could have been very bad. And the fact that he only gets fined for that, and you just ignore the fact that Panarin got tossed. And I spoke this before we started recording, that Wilson, just like a John Scott, or anyone that's big like that, I get it. Your your job is to enforce, and you know when Wilson hits people, it's usually up high because he's that big of a person. But the same way when you're fighting someone like a Panarin, I get it. You're in the moment. We'll ask Doug, um, Doug Smith about it. But Wilson has to understand that first off, he's fighting Panarin, who's jumping in to protect a teammate. So you look at that's our, there should be a respect thing there because you know when people fight, it's like, okay, your job's to protect whatever. Wilson knew what he did on the rink. He's not stupid. But when you're gonna toss him without a helmet, that you know you have beat in height, weight, you got to think. And we'll, we know Wilson didn't think. Wilson's going to say, I got attacked, I'm defending myself. You got to think about what you have the power to do because unlike a lot of guys in the NHL, Wilson could kill someone. He really could. On any hit he has to someone, if he wanted to end a career, he personally can. And Wilson doesn't think when he makes ridiculous hits on the rink. And on Monday night when he went absolutely crazy, he never once thought about the outcome. But guess what? It didn't matter because he either knew he would only get a max fine. And if that's the case, if you're going to get a max fine for taking out a team's best player, I'm not saying he did it intentionally, but let's say he, let's say he wanted to 
injured Panarin and the Rangers are about to go to the playoffs. I want injured Panarin and I want injured Buchnevich. I'm just going to get a $5,000 fine. What is stopping any other player in the NHL when they're going up against a really good team to say, you know what? Oh, Matt Barzell's right there. Let me, let me go down and fall to the rink. Let me twist Matt Barzell's ankle. Worst that happens is I get a $5,000 fine and the Islanders are without their top forward. And to your point, that's exactly what John Scott, who you just mentioned, tweeted out. He put a video out there talking about the incident and said, what's stopping another enforcer now in a big game from twisting somebody's ankle in a scrum or doing something like that if all they're going to get is a $5,000 fine and there really is nothing stopping them. So it was a really just lapse by the Department of Player Safety there on that aspect. And if we walk through the whole incident, right, it starts with Buchnevich, face down on the ice. Wilson slides a stick under his head and then two punches to the back of his head. Now, not only is his face already on the ice, but his stick's now under him. So he's got a stick under his neck. Like you said, it's an extremely dangerous play, $5,000 fine. It then goes to Ryan Strom pulling Wilson off of him, right? Nick Dow comes in, takes care of his teammate, brings Strom to the ground. Wilson proceeds to get up and start punching Strom, who's already engaged with somebody else on the ice. He has no way of defending himself. That's a, that's a it's a you know soft play. It's you're not not worth it, right? Then my favorite one takes Panarin's helmet off after Panarin tries to pull him off. Strom pulls his hair and shoves him down to the ground with his head going towards the ice, helmetless. That is. I mean, that is such a bullshit play. Excuse my French. That is so soft. That is ridiculous. And he knows that there is nobody on the Rangers right now, the way that they're built after trading Lemieux, that could do anything to stand up to him. And then he goes to the penalty box and starts flexing. Oh, yeah, you tossed a five foot ten, 175-pound guy down without a helmet to the ice. Bravo, buddy. You're 6'4", uh, 240 pounds. Good. You should be doing that. And I don't know if the Rangers are going to do it tonight. But they have this guy in the AHL, Mason Geertsen. He's been a defenseman. They signed him to a two-way contract this season. He legitimately pieces people in the AHL. If you watch the highlight tape of his fights, they are one-punch knockouts. He is just sitting there with his face eating punches. It's almost like we're watching the movie Goon, as alluded to with our guests coming on later, where they just eat punches back and forth. We know that's Hollywood crap. But this is what this kid Mason Gearson does down there. He's six foot four. He's 215, but he's shredded. I want to see him come up and challenge Wilson to a one-on-one fight. I want to see it happen so bad because I swear to God, I think he's going to knock him out. This is so similar. So similar to when, um, who is it? Johnson, the goalie for Pittsburgh, knocks out Rick DiPietro. The game after that, Michael Haley comes right off the bench. Younger player in the NHL at that time. Might have been his rookie. And jumps off the rink and skates right for Johnson and jumps him. Like, yeah, because I mean, they won't be doing that again. But Michael Haley is not a big boy. He's not big at all, but he doesn't care. And his job was to go and go after the guy that injured DiPietro. The Ra- like, let's say the Rangers don't call somebody up, right? What happens tonight? What do you what do you think happens if nobody's called up? Is somebody fighting him? I would think that Brendan Smith would challenge him. No, I don't think Brendan Smith wins that fight. But I think that out of all the people on the roster, he's the one that will challenge him. They have Morgan Barron, who just got called up. I'm not sure if that's his game, but he is like six foot five. He's a big dude. Julian Godier is a big dude as well. They have bigger body players, but nobody that's known for fighting. So Mason Geertsen in Hartford is their best option. But to go back to what happened with Wilson and Panarin, there was a fight in the NHL a couple of weeks ago where someone got knocked out, and the player held his jersey so that he didn't hit his head on the ice. I can't remember who it was, 
but he knew he knocked him out and he knew that if he let him go of him, he was going to smack his head and that's where the danger happens. But he had the respect for the player in the game to hold him up. Tom Wilson in the scenario did the exact opposite. He tried to injure and got a $5,000 fine for it. And that's an absolute joke. And if a player like that can knock someone out and think, okay, let me make sure he doesn't fall the ass and hurt himself, Wilson could completely do the same thing. And he didn't. And it's Because I, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between fighting in the game, having these scuffles. They're part of hockey. But you do it in a respectful way. We talk about the fighting code all the time. You're not supposed to fight somebody below your weight class unless they challenge you. You're not supposed to do all this stuff. And even when you fight at the end, you're supposed to acknowledge the fight. And you could have animosity towards each other, but you still have to have that respect that you're going toe-to-toe in a sport where fighting is still a major penalty. And you're doing it. And that's what that fighter did when he held his head up. He didn't want him to hit the ice. And that's the exact opposite of what Wilson did in three separate cases on one sequence. And he does not get suspended for it. After getting suspended seven games earlier this season, he has five suspensions in his career. What What are you doing? Rafi Torres got a 41-game suspension for a cheap yeah. shot hit because he was a repeat offender. And this guy gets a $5,000 fine. It's an absolute joke. Well, that's what I was going to say is take away everything like his past. Oh, excuse me. Take away everything what happened. Let's say it wasn't as bad as it was. All the baggage that Wilson is carrying though from being suspended should mean automatically more than a maximum fine. It should leave, there's it shouldn't even be a fine. It should go right to suspensions. All right, fine. If he had nothing before this, and he, this was the first time he did anything crazy like this, all right, five thousand dollar fine, maybe a game or two. That makes probably sense. First offense, like, let's say that's that's all he's done. But here's another guy that's been suspended five times, already suspended this year, and then he does this, where he puts two players' lives at risk. Because again, if Bucinovic didn't get up from that hit, I could so see that. I could see him maybe not paralyzed, but to the back of the neck. I mean, we saw we saw something similar of this. A long time ago, in Todd Bertuzzi, what was the player's name that he did it to? It was Dominic Moore's brother. That's all I know. Steve Moore. Moore, Steve Moore. I'm pretty sure. Steve Moore, correct. Yep. And what happened in that game was Steve Moore fought somebody. That whole fight happened, and after that, Bertuzzi wanted to get payback. And as Steve Moore skating away, he grabs the back of his jersey and sucker punches him in the neck, and Steve Moore never plays again. That's it. It brought about charges. I mean, Bertuzzi ended a career. Now I don't remember what he got suspended. I don't. I mean, I guarantee you did get suspended. Obviously, he got so, suspended a long time. It's a little different because you you you, you ended a career of somebody, and you put someone's life in danger. And I, I'm pretty sure Steve Moore still is paralyzed. I think I don't know. He's not. He's okay. Well, that's. Yeah, I don't think he's paralyzed. But I mean, that's a scary incident. Now you look at Bucinevich, and yes, it wasn't as vulgar because he's not skating on the rink. But a punch to the back of Bucinevich's head when he's not ready, and let's say he hit he hit his head on the rink or something, he could have killed him. And the NHL is not holding him accountable. And it's a you just you just said all bets are off. Like the, George Powers with what he wrote, because I guarantee he didn't even write it. Let's be real. And I guarantee he's not even the one that really looks at it. And what's more concerning is that he was an enforcer in the NHL. He should understand the rules and regulations of being an enforcer. You have a job to do. I mean, Matt Martin fought Zdeno Chara twice this season. The first time after the fight happened, they both tapped each other and walked off. Matt Martin has no opportunity to beat Chara in that fight, but both guys stepped up, manned up, did what they had to do for their team, and then shook hands pretty much after the game. Now, the second time they fought, a little less of a nice thing. They didn't tap each other, but Chara looked at Martin, Martin looked at Chara, and they said, all right, let's go. Wilson didn't give anyone the opportunity to... Like, there's no, there's no reason you go after Panarin. Because and then, he won't fight somebody that's going to beat him one-on-one. But you didn't even this talk has been about his whole Panarin. career. He's a coward. But you didn't talk about when Panarin tried to get up and he body sends to the rink again. Like, even that, <laughs> that's crazy. 
Trevor Gillies in the AHL. He'll never play again in the AHL. Uh, former Islander. Trevor Gillies was suspended from the AHL for life. And I'm pretty sure I have the story right. Because he ba- he knocks someone to the ground and then bashed his head against the rink. Suspended for life in the AHL. He, I guarantee he doesn't play hockey anymore. I'm, I don't think he would go down and play in the ECHL, whatever it is. He got suspended for life in the AHL for hitting a player that was in a, in a position like that on the rink. Trevor Gillies it, suspended at the NHL level. He was. Not saying he's as dirty. I'm not saying that Wilson's as dirty as what Gillies has done, but it's damn close. It's not that far off. And and again, Wilson is a much bigger dude. When you carry around the weight and size that you have, you have to be more responsible. And that's the whole thing. It's responsibility. He has not taken responsibility for anything. He gets the punishment. He serves the time, and then he does the same thing. It's like a broken record. And why we see this? You know, we're, we're 23 year old fans. We see this. Or 22. You're not 23, yet, right? I'm not that old. You're close. We as fans see it. The whole internet sees it. The coaching staff see it. Obviously, Laviolette's not going to call out his player after the game because what is that going to do? He's going to side with his player. We all see that Wilson's not learning. This was the opportunity to... If 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 George Powers said, all right, Wilson, you're done for the rest of the season. You're done for the regular season and you won't play a game in the playoffs. You think Wilson comes back next year and does this ever again? Maybe. Maybe. But at least you try. At least you upped the penalty on him, and pretty much you, you lost having a chance for him to win a cup and play for a cup. You hurt his team in the process, which they deserve because it's a team game. It's not like I don't. Yes, it's, I don't blame Ovechkin for what Osh, uh, for what Wilson does, but at the same time, you have to prove to Wilson that you're not just affecting yourself now in your career. You're affecting your team, and if you had respect for your team, you wouldn't do this. So let's say they suspend him for the rest of the regular season and the playoffs. He comes back and does it again. Again, you could say, well, look, what we, we just we severely punished him. Now it's, all right, you're done for 41 games. Like you keep upping it. But if you don't up it and it's a $5,000 fine, which is nothing to Tom Wilson, there's no reason for him to stop doing it because at the very least, he injures players, he gets a $5,000 penalty, and he plays tonight. Like he plays again tonight. He didn't get one game. But it doesn't make sense because he was already suspended. How does it go None down? of it makes sense. But how does it go down? Yeah. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. There, there's not one ounce of credibility on the Department of Player Safety side in this argument. And when you have somebody like John Scott, Sean Avery, Dan Carcillo, all these informer enforcers coming out there and saying, that's Bush League and gutless and you can't do that. These are guys that I never thought would ever be calling for anyone to get suspended because they played on that edge. They lived on that edge their whole entire careers. And even they see what's wrong with this. Because they, they spent their whole careers fighting people who could fight back and doing it with that pride. And that's not what Wilson did. And Stephen Valaket after it, after the game, during the postgame show on MSG, texted Colton Orr. Right? Colton Orr was one of the best enforcers in hockey when he was alive and well on the Rangers, went to the Maple Leafs, still did what he did. One of the best at his time on enforcing, fighting those people that he had to fight and making the people are comfortable on the other team. And guess what? Colton Orr said this. He said, when I was in the NHL playing against Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson would never fight me one-on-one. Never wanted that. And if I was anywhere near that ice, whether it be in the press box, on the bench, Tom Wilson would have never done that stuff. And guess what? Colton Orr is putting his money where his mouth is because he just bought tickets to tonight's game. And he's going to MSG. And I am praying that he presses him in the tunnel. Praying. And I think that's freaking hysterical that he's going to show up. Because guess what? Even George LaRock, right? George LaRock played a long time ago. He said, at NY Rangers, sign me to a one-day contract. I'll take care of Tom Wilson. 
all these guys are coming out of the woodwork because they see what he did was wrong, but the Department of Player Safety doesn't. And I'm telling you, if somebody were, if the Rangers had anybody that could really enforce on their team right now, and I'm not sure if they're calling up Gearson or not, yeah. But if they had anybody, this game tonight would be completely marred. It would be, you know, the old saying: "I went to a, a hockey game and a fight. I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out." Yep. That's what tonight's game would be if there was an enforcer on the Rangers team. I mean, you see with the Islanders and the Penguins in that game. I mean, like three hundred and something penalty minutes. It was it was absurd when that Haley fought Johnson. That was just a crazy hockey game, and it's like, okay, if the Rangers don't do that tonight, I'm gonna be disappointed. Like. What? Well, I don't know who will do it. That becomes the only question. Everybody was fighting. Josh Bailey was fighting. Everybody was fighting. I remember, I remember by the end of the game, there was about four or five people on each bench. 30 people in the penalty. The only box. thing is 50% of the Rangers team is under 20. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's probably going to hurt them more than anything. But like the Rangers aren't playing for something. It's probably right now. And I guarantee we see something because they already made a, their statement, by the way, to NHL player safety. And the NHL was gold. Gold. What that a strong was, statement that was. I mean, they pretty much called and said Paris isn't, isn't fit for his duty. I mean, they made that statement, and I think it was right. I think it had to be said. I think the Rangers might get fined more than Tom Wilson for it if they decide. I don't to, think they care. I just – the fact – let's say this was the you know the result, $5,000 fine. Usually, you hear a narration of George Paros saying and breaking down the play and why things happened. Guess what? We didn't see that for this. He's never done that. Some other guys did it before. That, that's that stopped with Brendan Shanahan. Well, they and, and somebody, I think it was Ray Ferraro called him out and said, if you're going to make these types of decisions where everyone is like, how the hell do you decide that? You have to have some type of justification. And all we get is a tweet. And <laughs> that was listen, the crazy part. I, I will never, ever say stoop to their level. Right. And I don't think the Rangers should. But when you talk about a Rangers team that is legitimately not built to go after somebody like a Tom Wilson one-on-one right now, what's stopping them from a $5,000 fine themselves and going after the star players on the Capitals tonight? And that's what I think the Department of Player Safety overlooked in this case, is that they go, oh, maybe Tom Wilson will have to fight somebody. I don't know who's going to fight Tom Wilson, but I do know that the Rangers might start to target you know, a Nick Backstrom or an Oshie tonight. Or all these younger skilled guys that they have in their lineup and veteran skilled guys that don't fight, and they might start to cheap shot them tonight. They will. In which case, this game's going to get ugly. And guess who's fault? And it's all on the Department of Player Safety. And the NHLPA for not protecting their players. We have to put the blame on them as well. They have not done anything to protect their players in this instance, and they hold as much weight as player safety because they could say, listen, we're uh, the head of the player safety. We're not not okay with this ruling. You can't rule it like this. And you just made a good point. Nick Backstrom's been banged up this year. He has been, but he's also a key player for them in the playoffs. What's stopping any Ranger from taking him out? Guess what? You find me or you suspend me, my season's over. And I come back next Doesn't year. Matter. Exactly. There's no – and the, the fact is if they go after Backstrom now, that player cannot get more than a – depending on what happens. If it's a hit from behind, you don't want to do that. But if, if you're like slashing him really bad, whatever you do. George Powers cannot turn around and give that person anything more than he gave Wilson because whoever on the Rangers is going to get suspended has, has no priors, probably. They're already too young. No priors, never been suspended before. So now you're going to say the same exact fine or suspension when Wilson did something way worse to two players, three if you want to count Strom, and has been suspended before. That's, Powers is going to have a real issue if someone in the Caps gets hurt tonight because he can't just say suspension. 
which is what he wants to do. He can't do that. How does he face the public? I'm suspending the Rangers for this. They would go insane. Insane. Yeah, he can't. And uh, and once again, I'm not, and I'm, you're not either. We're not condoning the Rangers to go after and injure somebody tonight. Right. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is the likelihood of that. It, the best illusion I can make in comparison is to baseball, right? We all watch the the Rays Yankees. If you're a baseball fan, when when they were throwing at each other, and it just kept going back and forth because if you're going to throw at my guy, that pitcher is going to throw at your guy. That that's what's going to have to happen tonight. You just took out the Rangers' best player. You took out a Hart Trophy candidate. Somebody who is not known for getting into scraps and was standing up to Tom Wilson to help out his teammates because Tom Wilson was doing egregious things to them. And he got his helmet ripped off, hair pulled, and head smashed on the ice. That's basically what Tom Wilson tried to do. And Panarin got very lucky that his shoulder was able to land first before his head. But if you're going to tell me that that's okay and that that wasn't even reviewable and fined at all, that the Buchnevich was the only thing that got fined, I mean, what's stopping some of these guys? What's stopping a Kevin Rooney from just low-key going through Nicholas Backstrom's knee tonight? What are you going to do? You're going to find him $5,000? Okay. That's karma. And that's why it's an absolutely dangerous game to have. But hey, 7 o'clock on NBCSM. We're all going to watch it on national TV. But that's what I'm saying. Wilson doesn't understand the power he has because Wilson just put his players, his teammates' careers at risk. And he never thought about that. And call that selfish. I don't know how his teammates feel about him. They probably love him. And I think someone, I forgot to tweet it out, but they were 100% right. Any team would sign Tom Wilson. Like in a heartbeat. If he was cut by the Caps, any team would sign him just because of the power he has and what he brings. But Wilson flexing in the penalty box is pretty much telling his team, I really don't care what they do to you. Like, I don't really, No one's coming after me. I really don't care what they do to you. And whatever happens, you can defend yourself. It's just, it's a mess. And I'm so, I'm so thankful that we spoke this whole entire time about this because before um, Doug Smith comes on, I mean, the Islanders have been brutal the last two games. And we didn't have to talk about that at all. I mean, they lose in a shootout last night to the Sabres. They lose by two the night before. Um, the night before, Hauser, who was played like, 10 million ECHL games and AHL games gets called up. He stops 48 shots, uh, excuse me, 45 shots, something like that. Unreal number. Nothing in overtime. Stops everybody in the shootout. What a story for that kid. He's the sixth starter on the depth chart, sixth goaltender on the depth chart. And the Islanders just started off real well, fell apart. It was like Scott Gordon style Islander hockey. But again, so good we really didn't have to touch on that because watching that was disgusting. And that was just. I think. I, I think it was Andrew Gross, and I, I think you're the one that retweeted it, and that's why I saw it. But the only team that the Islanders have beaten in regulation since April 6th is the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. And that's just not what you want from a team that's about to be heading into the playoffs. But right now they're the four seed. And, and every single time they lose a game like that, especially losing two in a row to the Sabres, you're, you can pretty much kiss the one and two seeds goodbye. It's one thing to lose the Sabres. They had the lead in both games. They blew a lead in both games. They had a 3-1 lead yesterday. Blew it. In the, their stats when they have a lead... First off, their stats when they score first has been unreal. And we know they're probably one of the best teams in the NHL when they score first. Their stats when leading after two periods was unreal, home and away. They don't blow games. That's not the way Trotz does things. It doesn't happen. 
they do it twice. To, uh, see, credit the Sabres because the Sabres never took their foot off the gas, even when they were getting pummeled in the first couple of periods. The Islanders last night had 21 shots in the first period. That was the most it had in a single period this season. And 48 shots in total. It's just their defense was terrible. And that's the more concerning part because their offense is what it is. We already know that. And they did score goals. And they got shots on goal. I mean, they had offensive production last night and they got the goals. The defensive mistakes and the mistakes in the defensive zone were terrible. They allowed the Sabres so much time and space to make plays. Dobson's looked terrible. Pretty much he's been horrendous since coming back from COVID. It's just been terrible. Palmieri is invisible on the rink right now. He's not helping. Barzal did not play last night. Neither did Leo Komarov or Matt Martin because Trotz wanted to give him days off. Because at this point, you know you're not getting the top. It's going to be really hard. They pretty much cemented that last night. They're either going to be a three or a four seed. And at that point, it's like, okay, who would you rather play? Like, you're not going to get home rink. And we talked about how important home ice was for this Islander team specifically this season. Just how they dominated on home ice. And in two games that should have been not easy. I mean, they, I'll say it, they should have been easy W's. Again, they had the lead. All they had to do was contain it. Should have been. Defensively. That's two wins. Then you go to the, they play the Devils two more times. That should be two wins. But now, now it's like, I don't know. Are they going to win? And they end the season with the Bruins. That's going to be their best matchup before the playoffs to see if they're ready. And I guarantee the Bruins aren't going to be playing some of their starters, and the Islanders aren't. The Islanders are going in the playoffs again. It's not where they need to be, and it's tough. But let's cut to commercial, Brendan, real quick. And when we come back, Doug Smith joins us to give his take on Tom Wilson's actions. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey guys, Stefan here. Each night on Long Island, 180,000 residents will go hungry. 39% of which are kids who have no ability to control their situation. Our friends over at Long Island Hockey Co. are trying to help as many families as possible. Each hat sold on their website will provide 50 meals for food insecure Long Islanders. Head to longislandhockeyco.com and let's help the people in our community. SUNY Cortland Sport Management is a proud sponsor of the Backcheck. In the SUNY Cortland Sport Management program, students get hands-on training in sport event management and sport media production. The Sport Management Department is the oldest sports-specific major in New York State and boasts an impressive list of alumni, something me and Brendan know a lot about. To get more info about the program, go to courtland.edu SPM or look up Cortland SPMG on your favorite social media. SUNY Cortland Sport Management, where the tomorrow's sport industry leaders practice their craft. Joining us now is Doug, the thug, Smith. Dougie Smith, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, boys. How are you? We're doing, doing good. Great. Doing I great. Mean, we obviously know you, you saw what happened with Wilson, and a lot of NHL enforcers have come out and given their side. But I think what better person than you, who made a career off fighting people, than to get your take <laughs> on Wilson's actions? Because, quite frankly, we all view it as unacceptable, but you were an enforcer. Tell us you know, what you're seeing. Well, I mean – you know, to a point, it is unacceptable because, I mean, he's taking advantage, but it's, you know, you can only tame the beast so much. 
And you're talking about a guy who plays on the edge as it is. He's a role player. And there may not be a lot of heavyweights in the league anymore, but there's certainly intimidation. And people know when they go against a guy like Tom Wilson, for an example, he's capable of doing anything, anytime, and it keeps you on your toes and your head on a swivel. And again, you know, did he pick on some players that really aren't tough guys? Did he pick on guys that are, you know, unable to defend themselves, so to speak? Yeah, maybe so. But you know what? You know, if you're the Rangers, you're another team in the NHL, then guess what? Finesse hockey, skilled hockey, which we all thought was going to be the new norm in the NHL, it isn't working. So you better go find yourself a tough guy because there's still teams like Washington, Las Vegas. You know, the Bruins have Kevin Miller when he wants to step up and, and make a uh, you know make a point. There's guys, you know, spread over the NHL that can do whatever they want because there's no answer for them against some other teams that employ nobody. So, of course, what's the hype ball last night and today? Are the Rangers going to bring somebody up for the minor leagues? They have a tough guy down there. Are they going to bring him up to, to go in tonight's lineup? Uh, honestly, I still haven't heard if he has or has not, but nevertheless. He's not as of yet. Yeah, I mean, that that's where it's coming to. You know, the fighting in the enforcer role is going to come back in the NHL, uh, like it or not, because of guys like Tom Wilson. He's going to bring that style back, and you have to counteract it. So you kind of segued this perfectly. So my next question for you is, if somebody like yourself, the Rangers had an enforcer on their bench, even if he wasn't on the ice at that time, do you think Tom Wilson still goes ahead and does what he does there? Or does he not because he realizes he's going to have to answer the bell for it? You know what? It, it really boils down to who is the enforcer. You know, if you've got the Rangers once had Colt Moore, or if you've got a real badass who's on the bench, Tom Wilson's going to watch what he does. It's just the way it is. But if you got like a middleweight, a light heavyweight, or a guy that's really not a killer, um, you know, Tom Wilson still might run around because he might say to himself, you know what? F that guy because I know I can handle him. I can handle him. So I'm still going to run around. So you need a badass. And badasses are tough to find. You might have to bait somebody to come out of retirement. <laughs> are you talking about yourself? Uh, that's right. <laughs> no, that's out of my league. But trust me, there's guys that are still in shape that haven't been retired that long that behind closed doors would love an opportunity. I saw George LaRock tweeted out today bring yep. one night. Trust me, Tom Wilson would get the instant flu and not show up if George LaRock was signed to a one-nighter. <laughs> it is what it is. Let's face it. So I want to pick your, your mind a little bit on the fact that when you're fighting someone, have you one ever got into a fight where you just lost control and had to be held back? Or is it more pretty much you knew what you were doing when you were doing it? For an example, Tom Wilson knows what he's doing, but I don't think Tom Wilson was thinking at all that, okay, I could really hurt Bucinavich. I could really hurt Panarin. I think he was just off the rails. Did you ever have a moment like that in your career where you weren't really thinking about what was happening? Well, I mean, for me personally, I always – pretty much stayed calm, cool, collected. I, I knew what I was doing. Um, and that's probably because I have so much respect for my opponent. And, um, you know, you lose your cool, you lose your head, and you could get hurt because you're not paying attention. 
Uh, so that was the way I faced everything. But a guy like Tom Wilson, I mean, I certainly can't speak for him. But again, like I said earlier, I just think it's a guy who knows that he can take advantage of everybody on the ice. No one's going to touch him. And if I want to really rough someone up and slam them to the ice and smash their head off the ice, then I'm going to because no one's going to back it up and, and, and defend it. And, and so apparently the guy that he slammed, he's out for the year or he's out for a little while with a, a pretty significant injury. But uh, yep. trust me, Tom Wilson isn't losing a wink of sleep over this. Yep. So you mentioned respect, right? And that's some that's a word that's been tossed around a lot recently, especially after this whole incident. And we always hear about the code right in hockey amongst fighters and enforcers themselves. In this kind of scenario where you got a defenseless guy on the ice face down, he starts punching the back of his head and then he picks up somebody who's got like, he's got six inches and 55 pounds on. I feel like that's the opposite of what the code and respect stands for. So from somebody like your perspective, are you looking at that as, you know, it's, it's a cheap incident. And if, if you, somebody else was around there, he'd be getting his you know ass kicked right now. Or is that just hockey in, in your mind? Well, certainly not just hockey. Um, I mean, let's face it, you know, I, I respect, uh, and I know this is going to be hard for some people to swallow, but I mean, I respect Tom Wilson cause he's played, he's in this show. I never made yep. a show and, uh, and he's doing a job that I wish I could have had once in my life. Um, but do I feel like he's on the edge sometimes? Listen, every team has a guy like that, right? I mean, you know, the Rangers once had Sean Avery and the Bruins have Brad Marchant. And uh, I can go up and down the list. I mean, every team has had some asshole who's been on the edge. It just so happens that right now it's Tom Wilson who's under the magnifying glass and everyone's really keyed on him because he's, you know, kind of the only one out there acting this way. Um, again, if the Rangers had a tough guy on the bench, he probably wouldn't be doing what he's doing. So you look at the, the $5,000 fine. Remember, this is a guy that's been suspended so many times in his NHL career. Did you think the league failed their players with the ruling? Well, I mean, I know George Paros, former NHL heavyweight badass himself. I mean, uh, maybe he's looking at things differently that, that the public and, and the fans aren't. You know, maybe he looks at it and says, eh, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, I think the ruling came down before the news came out that the Rangers player was injured and out for the rest of the year or, or out for a significant amount of time. Uh, maybe that would have changed things. I don't know. But, um, you know, I mean, $5,000, I mean, Jesus, he probably had that in his front pocket, you know, so that's a big deal. And he's laughing. He probably still bought drinks for everyone that night. We don't care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you actually mentioned Colton Orr. I don't know if you know this, but Colton Orr bought tickets to tonight's game. He's going to be in attendance. And I just think that's hysterical because he, he texted Stephen Valaket on the post-game uh Post game show yesterday after it, and he, uh, Monday, I should say, he was like, Yeah, Tom Wilson would never even fight me one on one. He wouldn't be doing that stuff if I was on the ice. And I remember watching him growing up. This guy is legit, just nobody messes with him. So I would love to see if he's by the glass, you know, giving him some daggers through the glass and, and what that looks like tonight. You, you know, I mean, it is, it's funny, and I, and I, you know, it is, it's cool to hear, but uh, I mean, let's be honest. And I don't mean this in, in any disrespect. I don't care that Colton was going to be at the game in the stands. I want him on the bench. No, no. I want him behind me the too. bench. I want him, I want him <laughs> sitting on the bench. I want him suited up. He he's still in great shape. I want to see him go out and you know play tonight or, or, or play the rest of the season for the Rangers. You know, I mean, if they were a strong contender for the Cup, they'd probably be looking at someone like that to say, Jesus, you know, we'll temporarily sign you for for the rest of the season. They, you know, it's just 
<laughs> unfortunately, you know, it, it's it's going to evolve that way. It's coming back regardless. Uh, I think you should just take David Quinn's spot and be the coach and then just jump on the ring. <laughs> there, absolutely. And I'm, ha- I'm going to be so cool. Have the cameras out there. Make it like a goon three, goon four, and just Tom <laughs> Wilson getting his butt actually kicked. And the thing is, I want to, again, I, we talked about it earlier. We don't want to see the Rangers come out and go and injure like a Nicholas Backstrom or injure anybody because that's that's not fair. And the Rangers are, I think, above that. But with the ruling by the NHL and the Rangers losing their best player for the rest of the season, and obviously they're not making the playoffs, do you think that it's a real high possibility that the Rangers go and take someone out? This is why hockey needs to police itself. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, see, if the Rangers had a tough guy on the bench, he is going to specifically target Wilson because he's the culprit. You're not going to go after a skilled player. You're not going to go after another player and say, well, our retribution is going to be, we're going to take your best guy out. It's not how it works. And and this is where the NHL has failed because they've changed the game to a point where that could be a possibility. And the wrong people are being targeted. You need a tough guy to go against another tough guy to send the message. Because if you think about it, if someone's to answer to Tom Wilson, there's nobody else in Washington who's going to act the way he is. So now you got a clean game. Now everything's fair. Everyone plays hard. You play the body. You play physical. But there's no cheap shit. So for them to come out tonight, the Rangers to come out and try to target somebody else besides Wilson is wrong. I, I agree. And the answer to your uh, question, the guy in the minors, his name's Mason Geertsen. He's been chucking knuckles down there for a long time, knocking some people out. So in my opinion, you're out of the playoffs. You have nothing to lose. Why not give him the call up? Let's see what he could do. See if he can be that guy that can settle down and, and go one-on-one with Tom Wilson so that you avoid your skilled players and their skilled players getting into any altercations like that. But I know the last time we had you on the show, you said that hockey was getting too soft and that you weren't really paying attention. So my question to you is, will you be tuning in tonight now to watch uh, to see what happens in this game? Um, I I'm certainly will be. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I hate that uh, Gertzen – who's a big body, like he's like 6'4", 230. He's a big guy. He's a big boy, yeah. Believe me, I, I haven't changed from my old ways. I actually YouTubed a lot of his fights last night because I was actually anticipating a call-up. And I don't know whose call that is. Is it the coach who makes the demand? Is it the GM who caves in? But uh, if it hasn't been made, um, it, it's sad. It should be made because, like you said a moment ago, they're out of the playoffs. And regardless if they were in the heat of the of the competition or not, you still need to answer the bell against a guy like Wilson. He's going to be back in the lineup tonight, right? Wilson's in the lineup tonight. Who's to say he doesn't Most likely somebody else? And who's to say? I mean, he, they're laughing in the locker room in Washington right now saying they, they got nobody. So I'm going to keep running around. Trust me, Washington's coaching staff isn't saying to Wilson, you got to settle down, you got to go easy. They're not saying anything to him. So, I mean, to have a tough guy in your organization down in the minors and not bring him up, I don't know where that's coming from. You know, I don't know if the NHL, George Paros, or somebody up top sent a memo to the Rangers saying, uh, we're going to deny you if you want to call up a tough guy because this is what we're trying to prevent from happening. Maybe that happened. I mean, who knows? But um, I'm sure they inquired about it behind closed doors. They, they must have had a meeting, the coaches, and said, what do we do? So it's sad, but yes, to answer your question, though, I'm certainly going to be watching tonight. 
<laughs> Love it. And I'm just like you. I was looking up his fights last night, trying to get hyped up for this, the possibility of him coming into that lineup. But as of yet, he has not been called up. So we will see if that changes in the course of the next couple of hours. I could just picture Doug Smith with the Rocky music behind him. He's, he's working out. He's getting ready just in case, you know, he's getting, he's getting ready to go. But Doug Smith, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We appreciate your insight and you coming on. Guys, I appreciate it as always. Thank you very much. No problem. Have a good one. Awesome. Enjoy the game tonight. Yes. All right. That's awesome. That's good. That was a perfect episode. We talked about Tom Wilson for like 45 minutes. It was great. Thank you for, I know your schedule has been real busy and stuff. No, no, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. No problem. So yeah, definitely enjoy the game tonight. We'll definitely talk about it over, over our text about what's going on. Sounds good. Take care. Take care. Later. The Backcheck is your one-stop shop for NHL news and all things Rangers and Islanders. Thanks for sticking with us for this edition of The Backcheck. Follow the show on social media at Backcheck Pod.